I think that listeners may have forgotten our voices by now, but sure we'll persist anyway. Welcome to Fox Force 5. How are you, <laughs> Nicola O'Brien? <laughs> she has not Nicola Murphy anymore. Oh my gosh. Yuck. No, I'm joking. <laughs> I'm joking. Uh, yes, somebody actually works at that speech today. They're like, oh, Nicola uh, O'Brien. I was like, oh, she. <laughs> but uh, no, all, yeah, madness. Sure, it's been a mad month. Ma- a month, is it? Yeah, I'd say it's about a month, year. all right. Yeah, a between month? the jigs and the reels. It's been... A crazy time, my goodness. Yes, I know, and it's all a bit of a blur, isn't it? So it was, um, yes, a wild month altogether. So start, tell us Glastonbury, although I've heard it, our listeners haven't. So yeah, tell yeah. us about that. Oh, Glastonbury <laughs> was, honestly, I'm bored people to tears with this by now, but it was <laughs> unbelievable. It was everything I hoped it would be and more. I just had the time of my life. A big shout out to Diane, my partner in crime. We just had the best time. (laughs) Um, We saw amazing acts like Paul McCartney, obviously, who brought on people like Bruce Springsteen and Dave Grohl on stage, which was like one of the most jaw dropping moments of my life. I was like, what is going on here? Um, We saw so many good bands. We saw so many great female bands. We saw so many awesome female drummers. Cool. Which was kind of a theme of the weekend. The weather was good. We met so many great people, nice people, you know, just randoms like, you know, and we just had the time of our lives. We just, we loved it. It was brilliant. It was so good. Like in so many ways, we were just so limber because it was the two of us, you know, and there wasn't a lot of like different people wanting to go different places and that kind of stuff. And if we wanted to see different things, we just split up and did it. And um it was just really easy going and there was no shit. And nah, nah. <laughs> it's like life in nah. paradise, living with a woman. <laughs> nah. but, um, Can you get into the VIP section? <laughs> we did. Yeah, it was hilarious. The first day we got, we missed the, the bus in. So we ended up getting a cab with this other girl who was in the queue for the bus with us. She was a reporter for one of the national papers, freelancer. And uh, we were chatting away to her. She was so nice. Her name was Julia. And um, anyway... She was going up to the VIP bit because the press tent is in there, you know, and she's a bit like, oh, this, yeah, fucking, yeah. this fucking place is full of assholes, you know. And we were like, yeah, sure, we'll see. Because I was like, our wristbands as workers get, get us in places and I'm not too sure where. So I said, come on, we'll we'll stroll in. So anyway, walk straight in. Nice. Absolutely hilarious. Nice. Although it was a bit last on us. Like I did see when we walked in, I did see Matt Everett, who's a BBC Six Music presenter, like straight away. So I was like, oh, right. So it is kind of exclusive. Um but, they, but he was actually working. Yeah, it's kind of cool just to be in there. You yeah. Know? <laughs> and then um, we were there for maybe for about an hour or something. And the great the great thing about this place was threefold. They had a, a nice bar and restaurant mm-hmm. that you could get like decent food and drink. And it wasn't overpriced or anything. They had clean, real toilets, like proper toilets yeah, nice. in there, which was amazing. Mm. And the third thing was, which was by far and away the most brilliant element of it, was it's a kind of internal rat race between the big stages so instead oh, yeah, of having yeah. to get through thousands of people and trudge through this bark stuff they have everywhere on the um, site, you just go through these like nice little laneways between the stages, you know. So so handy. handy, so good. But at one point I got a bit like lost. I ended up right behind the pyramid stage. So random. I've got like photographs and I'm like, if you kind of looked underneath, you could probably see the legs of the people on the stage. That you know? funny. Um, nice. But yeah, it was so good. And um 
Yes, but I didn't even... I think Stormzy walked past me in the VIP bit and I was like, what is that? And it was like, was that Stormzy? I need a big entourage with him. And I saw the guy from Blossoms and I saw that girl, what's her face from Game of Thrones um, with the red hair, married to Kit Harrington. Oh, yeah. I can't remember her name. Yeah, yeah, the really pretty one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, she's in the good, good fight as well. And... Yeah, there was, and, and I'm sure there was like loads of slips, but I was like completely clueless. You know, myself and I were like, yeah, it's hard them. though, I think in real life, because like nobody really mm. looks like a celebrity at those things because everyone's no. wearing mad clothes anyway. So it's very hard to yeah. pick them out, I think. Yeah, totally. And I saw pictures of people in there afterwards and I was like, <laughs> never saw them. Um, but yeah, it was great. And uh, yeah, we stayed down and did our uh, work for a few days afterwards, which was totally grand. I was worried it was going to be really, really grim. Um, close your ears if you're under 18. We found loads of drugs, loads of money and loads of sex toys. No, joking. One really? sex toy. One sex toy. But, um, <laughs> loads yeah. of money. What happens no, with the money? No, not really. Charity. Coins. Money. No, you're oh, going to keep yeah, whatever yeah. you find. <laughs> oh, really? Kelly, yeah, pretty much. of drugs for us for the year. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's funny. Um, I, we leave that conversation there, but I didn't take any of them anyway, is what I should say. Um, but I didn't take them offside or I didn't take them <laughs> just for clarity yeah, yeah, yeah. but um oh it was just what wow, it was just I don't know if it was the it was five years since we were last there and it was the 50th anniversary and it was post-covid and all these things and we just had and one of the other really great things about it was I could go into all the different bands we saw and all that but it's a bit boring for people um every night we went to this place called Williams Green that has like a, a late venue you know and there's something different mm. every night but it's kind of like a place to have fun even though there's loads of places yeah. like that all around the site but this was where we went it's kind of cheesy corner so the first yeah, nice. night was Club de Fromage which is actually a London club night and it oh, was really? hilarious it's like five or six dancers right and it's literally just a DJ playing pop like cheesy songs yeah. you know and the dancers come out in different outfits and costumes and kind of act out the songs and stuff and it's wild and hilarious yeah. and so simple oh it was hilarious so we definitely have to go to that sometime we're in london we mm. line up the dates the second night was like uh deptford northern soul which is cool as well but we actually ended up going to the kind of bar next door that night and there was like a 90s night on so it was all um cool. 90s music and i heard this chris Rea track which has been stuck in my my head ever since called josephine that i'd never heard before and i was like this is like my anthem for uh Glastonbury and then the third night we went back to Williams Green and it was power ballads oh the ultimate power it's called and again it's a club night in London and it was absolutely a similar thing is you know just people singing along they blow up guitars and blow up um mics and stuff but uh about halfway through that they were like welcome to the stage and i was like what and i was like oh we were pretty wasted now this night right and i was like i was saying Dermot O'Leary. I was like, what? Dermot O'Leary? <laughs> and there's Dermot O'Leary with like a blow up uh, microphone or something. And he's uh, singing along and blah, blah, blah. And then he takes his top off. He was ripped. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, Dermot O'Leary, I have a newfound respect for you. Um, so I always thought he was a bit boring, but um, he was definitely up for the crack that night. And uh, yeah, and that was a wild one. We didn't get home till eight o'clock Monday morning. <laughs> oh my God, Jesus, such a how you do it. Oh, oh my so gosh. we had, uh, we were, you know, high on life, like we had a great time. Yeah, so. of course. And we didn't want yeah. it to end, you know, that's the way it goes. So Yeah. Uh, and plus oh. we waited for a taxi for like two or three hours. So. <laughs> oh, jeez. 
But anyway, I must must, um, apologise as well because I'm kind of talking a bit funny today because I had a tooth out yesterday and I keep putting my hand in front of my mouth because I'm conscious of it as well. So that was a fresh hell and whatnot. But anyway, so sorry for sounding a bit funny. But, you know, that was Glasto and uh, we've been told we are invited back again next year. We should be invited back again next year to work if we want. So I think is it, it going to be? I thought it was every two years. Is it because of COVID? No, every, it's not, no, it's usually every year, and then they take a year off every oh. kind of five years. But um, oh right, I thought it was every two years ahead of no. my age. That's but um, I think in reality, I would prefer to get normal tickets, of course. Yeah, but of course, um, yeah. you know, it's good to have the option potentially if uh, if we don't get tickets, which is probably likely we won't yeah. get tickets. You know, it seems to be going that way. Mm. So um, there you go. That was Glasgow. So yeah, yes. and to the wedding. Yes. My God, we don't. We shouldn't even have five things this week. We just talk about stuff. <laughs> yeah, five things we did over the last month that should yeah. have been really. We should yeah. have probably brainstormed that before. Yeah, yeah. Uh, getting married. Uh, yeah. Um, yes, the wedding was great. It's all a bit of a happy blur. At the and stage, by but- the way. One of the coolest, sexiest brides I've ever seen in my puff. Is this uh, stop. <laughs> oh, honestly, uh, just uh, that dress. I just it was 100, oh, girl, 100. Wrecked now. I hope uh, the poor dragon is cleaner, it when I took it in, I was like, um, there's like espresso martini on it <laughs> and some baby Guinness. And there was, oh, there was crap oh, all over it. It was destroyed. But you never uh, wear yeah, it again, it girl, amazing. so don't worry about it. Yeah. Yeah. It was uh, absolutely amazing. Sure, we had a great few days. It was lovely and chilled. Yeah. But all, not chilled, but like, I suppose it felt like a holiday. So that was really nice. It's yeah. Kind of so, what we wanted. We so, always wanted to go abroad. Like, so. So Nicola got married in Dublin. So, I mean, it's what people call a destination wedding, isn't it? So you, everyone goes there. Yeah. yeah, everyone goes so there. So it's the same. But, like, we always this- wanted to go. It's yeah, but it's kind of the same vibe. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Except for people had a horrific drive after <laughs> instead of a horrific flight. <laughs> but but um, uh, no, everyone good. arrived really on the good. Tuesday and we had a kind of a get together on the Tuesday night. It was kind of casual drinks. And I think potentially drank a little bit more than we planned to, but we weren't out of control by any means. We were pretty, nah, pretty well no. behaved. We were in bed for 12 o'clock. Poor Nicola yeah, inside sure my sad single bed in my morning. house with the kids. <laughs> Jesus. Last Woke night I've singled them. I can have six and your house is so quiet for half six in the morning. I was like, oh my God, What's the one time up? I'm awake early. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was great. And even that morning, everything went very well. It was very calm. I mean, it was a very windy, windy blustery day. Mm. But everything was lovely. The church was lovely. Oh, big shout out to Fiona, your hairdresser, husband. my ex-hairdresser for keeping everyone yeah, calm yeah, and being on top of some of the stuff that morning. needed doing. And actually the hotel were so good. good as well, weren't they? Bringing us like drinks and breakfast and all yeah, sorts of stuff. They, they were, were so good. good. I would highly recommend it there. If anyone oh my God, they were outstanding. Right. Outstanding. Yeah, yeah, really, really good. So, um, so good. And I'm trying to go through yeah. it kind of like chronologically. You're like, it was grand. It was fine. Was um, no, no, no. It was great. Just, you know, like people really want to hear every single detail oh, <laughs> so yeah, a lot of our listeners are probably at it <laughs> yeah that's so. true actually um, yeah um, we got our family no. lined up to watch her coming down the stairs it was so cute and then we had a very cool ride to the church didn't we oh yeah a VW camper van a lovely cream camper van so that was a bit of crap. that was cool and, and the guy who drove it was so nice what was his name yeah, Tom yeah he was really nice Tom I think and uh yeah, then walked up the aisle and uh, my very handsome husband Aww. was at the top of it and that was lovely and we had a nice priest and stuff and it was very chilled out the whole thing. Mm-hmm. So that was nice. And then 
went and took mad photos of it, which I'm dying to see because if they turn out any way good, it'll be some sort of miracle because I don't even oh, have they'll be one class. They'll be amazing. I don't know. I don't even have one picture of me and Jar. Literally, I have one of yeah. us in the back of the camper van. Yeah. I don't even look like myself. And that's it. I have no it's, pictures it's of the, the two of life. us. It's the story of life. If you're so. not taking the pictures yourself, no one's fucking taking them. It's so annoying. Yeah, that's it. Well, I mean, like, yes, yes. I, I didn't have my like, phone. Send us a I, did, of I couldn't even take them. I didn't even have my phone with me. That was yeah, the problem because all the women have to leave the bags and but no and then after that like it just went in a blur then it was so fast I think because like that took about an hour the photos then we got back we kind of went to freshen up because we were so bloody wind blown yeah and then came back downstairs and they started ringing the bell and it was like yeah. oh my gosh I haven't even talked to anybody so we got a few more photos in and yeah. that was it and then some lovely speeches from my beautiful sister mm. of course which was lovely and my lovely brother and mom did a gorgeous poem and Jared's family had a few words and Jared did of course and yeah it was lovely it was just such a love love bubble as people kept saying mm. like you and a few more it was a total love bubble and we had a gas band called Spring Break so oh, if anyone was looking for a wedding hilarious. band they oh were hilarious God. crack you do have to get up close and personal with the singer though as soon as he kept putting my hands around uh, his- well do you know what <laughs> every woman in the place wanted to get up and he listeners he was dressed as an officer and a gentleman uh, Richard yeah. Gere from uh, an officer and a gentleman. So white trousers, white sailor uniform, head yeah. to toe white with a pair of aviators. He smells lovely. Oh my good god! He had these massive aviators, and we were like, "Don't take off the glasses. We don't care what you look like." Yeah. <laughs> and oh. then there was an awesome wind machine as well, which was just oh, that was so funny. Oh my god! Me and Brian and Karen had so much fun trying to like get get our images, get our photos with our hair yeah, blowing yeah. and whatnot. Oh, it was hilarious. And you look there so cool when you did it. It was brilliant. Um, oh, there's some although we were slightly obsessed videos. with um, the girl's sunglasses as well. The girl in the band. Yeah. She had these massive yeah, sunglasses. Cool. They were so yeah, cool. Yeah. yeah, they were absolutely brilliant. I should have asked her where she got them. Damn it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, they were just really great crack. So that was a late night. Yeah. What time did we finish? I don't even Yeah, remember. very late night. I was actually talking about it today because it was a yeah. few gang from work that were like making the tater sandwiches at three o'clock in the morning mm. and kept asking the bar for more loaves of bread. They went through like four loaves of bread making oh, sandwiches, which kind of passed me by. So, and then the next day we went out to Inishore and we had a lovely day out there and all the lads that was got some burnt. None yeah. of the women did, but all the lads got scalded. Yeah. And then that night we had the awesome sing-along social as well, which was just a brilliant way to spend oh day when people were like, and somebody described it the next day as like how she took a, a room of like half dead people and like injected so much energy into yeah. them. <laughs> yeah, but we, I mean, we knew sing-along yeah. social were great, but like we'd never have seen mm. them in such a, seen Aoife doing her thing with such a small yeah. group and she did it really yeah. well like and it was just she did yeah. she's been never went so off good. never went off the dance floor I remember waking up the next morning and just smelling myself and I was like oh my god I stink I'm B.O. <laughs> from two like two hours of it two from like the overexertion oh it's hilarious oh, it and we had a few sing songs thrown in as well and yeah cheese was an epic few days good brilliant. times good times happy tears and all that and yeah. big shout out to my buddy Denise again who came all the way from Toronto mm, who lives every week so thanks again DD miss you already oh. and uh, Denise you had a beautiful dress as well by the way you. there was some beautiful style <laughs> beautiful style at the wedding but it was fab and everyone looked beautiful and it was beautiful and it was fabulous and I love Doolin and we'll definitely go back every year I think for our anniversary as well mm-hmm. Just it's so unusual down there like it's so it's lovely, so, so cute yeah and you could explore yeah, I'd, I'd love to see more of the islands and stuff as well you know um, yeah, yeah it's cool. like we spent three or four days there before mm-hmm. the, myself during Lil we had a great time you could mm-hmm. like although it's so tiny you 
could actually spend a good few days there because mm-hmm. there's a lot to do on the peripheral, you know, mm-hmm. around mm-hmm. it and stuff. So, yep. and then of course we had a heat wave. So that was typical. It was raining on the day of the wedding. Mm-hmm. And then we had the heat wave. Mm-hmm. And uh, any listeners in poor old London with its 40 degrees, that was obviously slightly terrifying. Wild. So it's been a mad few weeks. And we went to Lisbon too, and it was 39 there. So even my soul was sweating on uh, last Wednesday, walking mm-hmm. around the castle. My and this was, was like typical Irish left the house at 11 o'clock like in the midday sun mm. in the castle in Lisbon uh, yeah. sweltering so it's been though. super cool Lisbon. though isn't it yeah so cool so delicious the food oh my god and then we went down the coast as well to Kashkaish. we just got the train which I'd been pronouncing wrong the whole time got the train down three quid super handy mm. uh, stayed there for two nights right on the beach how gorgeous, long does it take food. the train how long does that 30 take? minutes oh, 30 well. minutes yeah and it's more like kind of a dash kind of thing. So yeah. it's quick, like, and it's very air conditioned and it was fab. Mm. And the beaches down there were gorgeous. We sat in the beach all day Friday and really good service and so cheap. You know, sometimes when you sit in a beach like that and they kind of bring you drinks yeah. and stuff, you're, you're paying a fortune in Spain yeah. and that. Kind of takes it's good so out cheap in Portugal. Mm. Oh my God, it was so cheap. So like, it was just unreal. We didn't move for about eight hours. In. We literally sat on the beach for eight hours. Would you have <laughs> Under stayed down there the longer if mad. you could rather than the city? You're a bit cooler down there, yeah. really. It was just cooler there. Mm. So I think if I was to go like again, I would do similar kind of thing. Probably do this. I would probably go straight down there, depending on your flight. Go straight down there for three or four days and then back to the city for a couple Mm. of days. Mm. But I wouldn't go in July. Like it's way too hot. Mm. Like that was the only thing. Like Mm. I was so sick and I love the sun. Mm -hmm. But on Monday when we arrived back in Dublin, it was 32 in Dublin. I was like, shoot me. I was just so over the sun and the heat and the hot air. And it's terrible thing to complain about. Like, And I was trying not to complain about it, but just it was a bit mad to go in July, you know. So I would go in May, September, I think would be fab. And like, of course, we went there in June and it was hot but it wasn't unbearable hot you know yeah so. well they even the locals were saying it was mental hot mm-hmm. like they couldn't even get over the heat and they're obviously well used to it you know like the sand in cash cash you couldn't even stand on it it was uh, so hot it was mm-hmm. boiling hot mm-hmm. like I've never experienced anything when I was in India I was a bit like that but it was unreal and the food lads oh my gosh both places the food was just and like just with a little research I was able to find like really nice places you know mm-hmm. so it was TripAdvisor yeah, TripAdvisor mostly, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so it was just, oh my God, we ate like kings and queens. It was <laughs> delicious. But yes, so it's been two weeks of marital bliss so far. So here's to another uh, <laughs> 20, 30, 40. <laughs> years, years not decades, weeks. <laughs> years, yeah, yeah. Um, yes, well, congratulations again. It suits you, you being married, being Thank married you. woman. You're you old <laughs> married woman now. Welcome to the club. <laughs> Uh, off, off the market um, right well I suppose we better rock on there's probably loads of other things to talk about but we'll um, like Kerry being in the Earl Ireland on Sunday but anyway we'll oh, um, yeah, we'll rock on we're going to keep it fairly short now I think I'm going to like chop most of what I because yeah. um, we were 20 minutes into the podcast so um, right yeah. so first up number one one so I wrote this quite quickly the other day because I was like researching like what what I talk about and what I realized was there's certain trends out at the moment that I find quite questionable. So this week's number one is mm. current questionable trends. <laughs> so <laughs> like up it. first are cargo pants slash parachute pants slash what we used to call combats back in the day. Yeah, they're back in all right. Now, actually, so, yeah. questionable 
if you wear them a bit way oversized or whatever, blah, blah. But actually, mm. super comfortable, you know. <laughs> so yeah. I'm kind of with them, to be honest with you. Um, so, yeah, that's number one. I'm not going to read any of this. I'm just going to wing it. Um, second one is draping blush across your cheekbones and face. So in other words, sorry. Oh. So draping blush, but it's like, not just your cheekbones. You can put it on your eyelids, and under your eyelids and all this kind of stuff. And I was like, oh, really? Right. So according to Glamour, blush draping was a favourite of Shure's makeup artist, Way Bendy. Yeah, it's not to say that it's yeah, real sure. 80s yeah. look. Cosmetic yeah. technique involves applying blush to the upper areas of the face, particularly under the eyes and on the temples. Um, think of it more or less as contouring with blush instead of highlighter or bronzer. Uh, now... I'm not sure about that, to be honest with you. But anyway, if you fancy doing it, it uh, basically creating that a C shape. Have you seen it? Have you seen anybody do it? Um, there was a couple of pictures. It looked all right, like. But again, I think you have to have a very dressy outfit. You know, you have to be very mm-hmm. dressed up to get away with it or whatever. So yeah, that was that. Then again, maybe not so questionable. Questionable. And actually, as seen on Nicola, I have Murphy here. O'Brien, uh, <laughs> basket bags. So once reserved basket for cutting. Bag. Like a basket bag, a handbag that's like a basket. You have oh, one. Oh, yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do have one. Yeah. <laughs> What's a basket bag? <laughs> What's a bag of baskets? <laughs> uh, once reserved for country dwellers picking up their market vegetables in Provence, which is what I thought you looked like the day I saw it, uh, the mm. straw bag or basket bag has well and truly become a summer wardrobe staple. And honestly, if you go onto any of the high street retailers, they all, they're all selling them. I um, like them. I think they're very handy. They're good size, you yeah. know. And like the way they can sit open, probably not very good for security, but it's kind of handy, isn't it, for flying? Yeah, I was a bit nervous right, the first day or two in Lisbon with it, but like actually one side of it's very close, the other side is a little bit open, mm-hmm. so you just kind of have to keep that one to the front there, you know. Yours was but, very basket like, like you can get more sort of a kind of wick, not wicker, but yeah, um, hickey that kind of wicker, I know what you mean. And they're, you get zips on them and stuff like that, so that's an yeah. option. But then this led me on to Coastal Grandmother, which is a, which is a new trend, <laughs> right? Do you know what co- coastal grandmother is? No, so but is it like a sailory vibe? Kind of like well, co- coastal, I suppose. Um, hashtag coastal grandmother is uh, raging on TikTok, and basically, you, you like you don't have to live on a coast or be an actual grandmother to be this. You are. Uh, it's a kind of a lifestyle aesthetic. Um, mm. And there's a TikTok influencer called Lex Nicoletta who first uh, coined the term and she's explaining that it's a love of coastal vibes, recipes, cooking, cozy interiors and more. Um, so here are 10 things that a coastal grandmother would do. I'll just give you a little. <laughs> Steal her lover's work button down and wear it with worn in jeans to dinner. Keep a pocket Ooh. notebook to write poetic phrases when inspiration strikes. Oh, Pick God. fresh peonies from the garden. Uh, open a I bottle of them. red wine at 4pm <laughs> yes okay and there right. are the last few, um, few so the last few flowers yep take a long walk on the beach either solo or with your beloved dog wear a signature oh. stack of gold jewellery curated over time from flea markets oh, this is so wanky <laughs> show up to every occasion in a straw hat and invite your <laughs> friends every week for afternoon tea oh god that one it's a bit like Mamma Mia, but a pasha version. Kind, kind of, yeah, and that's the look. It, yeah, bare yeah, feet, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, lazy trousers. Denim. Yeah, 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 exactly. So anyway, there's your questionable trends for summer 2022. Uh, over to you, <laughs> number two. Two. 
So I was kind of struggling with this and we were, uh, when we had obviously just got back because I hadn't really been watching any telly. The only telly I had been watching was I did stay in touch with Love Island, I have to say. Oh my God. And our wee mini moon, which is a bit sad, but like sitting on the beach and stuff, I caught up on a few episodes. But um, yeah, um, so I just want to talk briefly about Love Island because I don't know if you've heard much about it at the moment, but there's a serious amount of bullying going on inside there. Mm -hmm. And they're kind of just letting it run. And like, it's it's two men to a woman, um, Tasha, who's also like, was born deaf, you know. So there's obviously a lot of things coming up. Now it's not about her deafness or the fact she has a hearing aid or any of that stuff. Mm -hmm. But I suppose... Like she gets upset in certain scenarios and stuff like that. And like her dad had to release a statement to be like, as somebody who's born deaf, like she's still reading their lips. Like she can't hear, you know, people okay. the way that we can hear each other yeah. and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. just kind of explaining why she would get upset in certain scenarios and stuff like that. But there's like women's aid and everything has like gotten involved I saw that, yeah. again, again mm-hmm. with it. But the whole thing, like as well, even like Adam Collard's gone back in and like he basically was a person it was pretty much the epitome of gaslighting in yep. the island in like season four. Mm-hmm. And the fact that they brought him back in now, he's actually been very well behaved, but it's like, pff, why I, bring you him know, back in unless yeah, you're expecting bring, similar I mean, results? The only like, one ever, the only Islander to be ever brought back. Yeah. And he was like the most evil mm-hmm. gaslighting prick that there was. Mm-hmm. So, like I'm still watching it, but it always gets to this point every year where it's like, ugh, you, you know, you're questioning your own morals yeah. about it. Yeah, yeah. So I read an article anyway, about it the that. other day, and like the the viewership figures are through the roof. It had like yeah. the biggest debut of any of the series. It's got massive. Mm-hmm. What there was one recoupling night or something got massive numbers. Like yeah. people love but it. It was really good at the start. I really enjoyed the first half of it until Casa Moore. And then it's the usual shit where the men are look like such misogynists. It's disgusting. And that Luca and Demi is the Irish guy as well. He totally leaving the whole island out because it was like their behavior is just disgusting. And like even none of the girls or the girls that are coming up with are calling them on their actions either. They just seem to be getting away with absolute murder. Like, and it's just it's so toxic, the whole yeah. thing. And like, even one of them was in the bottom four this week, one of the lads. And like, of course, the Islanders got to keep him. You know, they got to pick what they wanted to keep. Of course, they were going to keep him. He's in a, like a longer relationship kind of thing. Mm. But the man is a dickhead, like, you know, and mm. should have been kicked out. And like, mm. the producer should have been like, okay, lowest vocals and, you know, allowed him to be the person who goes yeah. because he is an awful prick. Like, he's horrible, mm-hmm. horrible to the people around him and constantly stirring you know just yeah. stirring I everything a, and just I saw a headline about some some of the fellas families apologising on his behalf and I thought yeah, this so isn't this, this is, shouldn't be happening this is disgusting yeah, How, that was who Luca, needs to like apologise the for their family with, yeah he's the guy who's with Mike Lowen's daughter and like everyone's like well wait till the family's going because like her parents are not going to take this like you know the way he is and totally freaked out over her doing a tiny thing like and he's just very controlling the way he like even holds her and stuff he's always kind of holding her kind of aggressively and mm. ugh, I don't know again like his family were like this isn't like him at all but we do like we are appalled by his actions like I've never heard anybody say that about Jesus. somebody in their own family yeah it's bad so again it's getting kind of negative and stuff so ugh. but anyway um on another front just briefly mention it because if you didn't watch it before, you're probably not going to watch it now, but mm. we had just finished the third season of Umbrella Academy mm. and it was 
uh, another very enjoyable. Robert Sheehan makes the entire I thing. Like he's just my favorite character. Oh, I love him. But like it opens brilliant. I enjoy, really enjoyed the first couple of episodes. Then there's mm. a few kind of filler episodes, and then it kind of ended well. Mm. But um, if you haven't watched it, it's a bit kind of. Might actually go to. I, I think in. we only. I can't remember if we finished the second series or the first series. I can't remember. Um, but yeah, I it do. is a good watch. Yeah, I love like, Sheen, you know, it's a yeah. good, good character development. But he is just a joy. I is love he him. doing anything it's else? Good. Like, because he's so good. No, I know he was doing a play. and it was actually we were talking about it. Yeah, he was doing a play, wasn't he? Yeah. I think he wrote a book and everything. Mm-hmm. And um, but he's such a good character. And a lot of people were saying he'd be make a great Jack Sparrow, like if they were to do Pirates mm-hmm. of the Caribbean oh again. You know, he's God, that kind absolutely. of madness about but him. But also so a bit sexy, yeah. Was, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. he is quite sexy. He's so skinny and like mm-hmm. so weird, but like something really attractive about mm-hmm. him. But it's very good. It's on Netflix. There's three seasons cool. of it now. And they're only like eight, nine episodes long. Yeah. So like if you haven't watched it, you can catch up. So I have a very ga- enjoyable watch. I have a gap in my diary now because we finished Stranger Things night before last. Oh, yes. That was so. brilliant, obviously. Oh, it was brilliant. Oh, my my God, I had um, running up that hill in my head when I was getting my tooth out yesterday. I was like, Whoa. oh, God. <laughs> oh, Lord. Oh, yeah, it was so good. I was this much disappointed in the ending because I was I like, know. you know, you, wa- you want yeah. it to be all sewn up and ready for a new series. Yeah. But in fact, it's just it's very dark as well. It was right, very dark. Yeah, it was like, very dark. Ending, and yeah. you're thinking, how are they going to make six or eight episodes of this new hell that they're about to encounter? Yeah. You know, you don't want it all to be that constant battle stuff. You know, it's nice that there's lighter bits yeah. and intro bits and, you know. Um, mm-hmm. But look, it was still brilliant. It was, And I still wish yeah, it was well, all the, the time. Watch. Yeah, totally, totally, mm. totally. And I love all the characters and it was brilliant. So, yeah, number three. Three. Fox of the Week this week is Mildred Norman, a.k.a. The Peace Pilgrim. I'd never heard about this woman before this week, but I thought she was quite inspirational. So for 28 years, Mildred Norman walked tens of thousands of miles across the United States for peace, never using money and relying on the goodness of strangers for food and shelter. Born on the 18th of July in 1908, she soon adopted the name Peace Pilgrim. Starting, uh, She started her walk in 1953 as the Cold War intensified and the threat of nuclear war loomed large in the American psyche. The motto that she sewed onto the back of her tunic when she started out Walking coast to coast for peace quickly became outdated. By 1964, she'd already walked 25,000 miles, crossing the US on foot at least eight times. She eventually stopped counting, but continued walking for nearly two decades. The Peace Pilgrim vowed to remain a wanderer until mankind has learned the way of peace. And as she became more well-known, she became a popular speaker at universities and churches. During one interview, when she was asked how she reached people who might view her as eccentric, she said, well, I'm quite sure that some of those who have just heard of me must think I'm completely off the beam. After all, I'm doing something different. And pioneers have always been looked upon as being a bit strange. But you see, I love people and I see the good in them. Through her long pilgrimage, she wore the same blue pants and tunic daily and carried everything (laughs) she owned, a comb, toothpaste, pen and map. That was she it. would be a coastal grandmother vibe, I'd say. <laughs> totally, totally. Without all the trappings. Um, when asked how she survived with so little, she said, I own only what I wear and carry. I just walk until given shelter, fast until given food. I don't even ask. It's given without asking. I tell you, people are good. There's a spark of good in everybody. In the book, Peace Pilgrim, Her Life and Work in Her Own Words, she related that her physical journey began after having experienced a spiritual awakening following a long period of meditation practice. She said that this awakening was a direct mystical experience of the creator's love. She claimed that this spurred her to then start her decades-long walking journey. 
On the 7th of July 1981, while driving to a speaking engagement near Knox, Indiana, she was killed in an automobile accident, which is very sad. Uh, Friends of Peace Pilgrim is an all-volunteer, non-profit organisation dedicated to making information about the life and messages of her. Uh, They published her uh, life story in 1983 and it sold 1.5 million copies. Uh, In 2005, uh, a park, Peace Pilgrim Park, was created in her hometown of Egg Harbor City in New Jersey. And since 2007, they've had an annual Peace Pilgrim celebration there. In 2017, she was inducted into the New Jersey Hall of Fame. And the same year, she was inducted into the Appalachian Trail Hall of Fame. Hmm. So there you go. Very interesting. interesting yeah, kind of random. Just kind of somebody who did something different, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. What a pleasure. Where did you come across you that? That's a bit of a funny um, I follow this site called A Mighty Girl. Oh. Um, it's about kind of influencing young girls about, around sort of... Um, inspirational women and things like Aww, that it's a great great. little website actually and they yeah. put up random people so it was it would have been her birthday this week yeah, 18th yeah. july she was born so oh. i presume that's why they posted about her so there you go yes her name was peace pilgrim aka mildred norman brilliant and number four number four four i have a super quick one for you this week and it's actually not really a funny thing for once mm. <laughs> Um, it's something that I read that I thought was super freaking handy that I wanted to pass on to people. Tell us. So, you know, the way when like I'm a fiend for like sign up to the newsletter and get mm-hmm. 10% off, 15% off, 20% mm-hmm. off, especially for something expensive that you're buying and maybe mm-hmm. a website that you're not used to, but like you don't really want to sign up for it. Mm-hmm. So there is a website called 10minutemail.com. Mm-hmm. And what you do is you go in, it'll literally give you a random email address without like any of your info, we'll just give you a random email address so you can access the inbox and all that, but it only lasts for 10 minutes. Hmm. So you literally copy the address, you set the timer to 10 minutes, so it'll literally vanish as soon as it's done, as soon as your 10 minutes are up. You can extend the timer if you want. Mm-hmm. You copy the link, go to your riverisland.com or whatever it is, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, pop in the email address, get your new like discount code or whatever it may be, mm-hmm. And uh, hey, Presto, there you go. Back to your website. Sign back in as normal at the new promo code. And there you Get go. Get away. So you don't have to use the email address you got the promo code to. Well, probably with some companies. Not probably clever, always. But, some yeah. you do. Some you do, but not all of them. Oh. Like you just might want something like, or maybe you just want to purchase something, but mm-hmm. you don't want like, I don't all know. The some, yeah. Yeah, exactly. But I just thought it was very handy. So, I mean, it could use it could be used for loads of stuff. Like, yeah, you know, that but, sounds awesome. Well, uh, so 10 minute email. 10 minute mail. 10 minute mail.com. So, yeah, it could even if you're like, I don't know if it's just, if it's like a restaurant or something or something, you know, just, you know, something that you just need an email address for. I just thought it was quite handy. I haven't used it yet, but <laughs> yeah. I thought it's kind Nothing of a dodgy, handy thing obviously. to have. Yeah. No, no. Yeah. But if like you wanted just to, I suppose, give an email address without giving your own personal yeah, sometimes one. Sometimes, even happens. just go on to like, <clears throat> I, I find like, Sometimes I'm doing research for my one of my other podcasts, The Reset Room, and anything to do with self-help and all that, it's like, enter your email address to see this yeah. thing. And you have to, to get past a certain point. You have to put there in your email There you go. Address, That's a good example. Yeah. That's a very good mm. example. Or maybe you just want something sent to you as well. Like, I remember when we were, like, looking at wedding venues, you mm. you put in your email address for everything to get the brochure mm-hmm. sent to you. And it's an automated system that sends you an electronic mm. version. But it was really annoying having to give your mm-hmm. personal email address yeah. all the time. It's actually another thing that Apple do as well called um, hide my mail. So if you have iCloud, mm. it will, and you go to type it in, it'll, you'll probably have seen it popping up in the last six months. What it does is it gives you 
uh, temporary email address. Now it does still point to your inbox though. Okay. So, but it will create a spam. So they can spam. see it. Like so they can see so your email. Can. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Which is good because then if they have a the data email. breach, they will, your email won't be in the data breach. Exactly. Awesome. So you can still mm. get it. So it's it's done through iCloud. So you need to have iCloud set up, but you would have iCloud set up anyway. Mm. But you see like on any Apple computers or devices, mm. you'll when you put a type in on a website, it, or if maybe it's one you use already, it'll probably prompt you with your own iCloud mm. passwords or your own iCloud info anyway. But if it's like a new website or something like that, it always comes up, hide my mail, mm-hmm. and it'll just give you like a proxy email address. It still points to yours, but they yep. don't actually have your email. Because I feel like an email address is like, a passport number these days. Totally. So, and um, back actually years ago, I used to, when, when I changed, when I set up my current Gmail, which was years ago now, um, I used to use my old email for that kind of stuff. I used to put in my yeah. old email address for stuff that you know they'd be sending you crap to. Now, to be fair, mostly you just have to unsubscribe, but unsubscribes don't always work and blah, 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 you know. Oh, I did it twice lately for mm-hmm. a stupid clothing company that I wanted to get rid of. I don't know why I even subscribed to them. Mm-hmm. And it's still, I'm still getting emails from yeah, them threatening so my age, So, you know, it just depends what it is. But there you go. I just thought it was a few little interesting tips for today. I have a few more tips like that coming in the next few weeks. Oh, I love it. Love it. Love it. <laughs> 10minutemail.com. Awesome. Uh, okay, number five. Five. I found this fascinating. So um, hmm. I found it on the BBC, actually. So if you want to read the full thing, you can go to the BBC website. Um, but basically it says, the, the title of the thing was, What Happens When You Win a Grammy? Now, besides the obvious, like, you know, hmm. um, uh, like it gives some examples, like Adele's 21 saw a 207% increase in sales. Um, you know, yes. it affects your visibility. So you have sort of more clout in terms of contracts and things. But then it says the halo effect doesn't end there. A new study suggests that Grammy winners are more likely to try out new sounds and make stylistic innovations on their next record. Think about Fleetwood Mac going from rumours to Tusk, says sociology professor Giacomo Negro, who co-authored the paper. The songwriting is more sparse and you even have influences from post-punk. It's a very different album. Or take you two who won album of the year for the Joshua Tree in 1988. Their next album was Actung Baby, which had elements of dance and kraut rock. So you begin to see the winning you begin to see that winning a Grammy has tangible consequences for both the artists and their audience. Uh, the team studied five decades of Grammy, cer- Grammy ceremonies to reach their conclusion, but they also made a second more surprising discovery. Artists who are nominated for a prize but don't win go in the opposite direction, making records that are less unique with a sound that's closer to existing music in the same genre. By implication, the award system apparently exerts a chilling impact on artistic differentiation. Um, even though the intentions of the award sponsors are often the reverse. So um, very quickly, here are some other Grammy winners uh, who explored a new sound. The Beatles went from Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band in 1968 to their avant-garde album Helter Skelter. Christina Aguilera won for her pop-tastic self-titled debut to Stripped, which was much more about self-identification and independence Mm. and a lot grittier. Uh, Billy Joel won record of the year 1977 with Just The Way You Are, which is real soft rock ballad stuff. And then he wrote Glass Houses, which had like much more rock influence because he had in the meantime, he was beginning to sell like stadiums out and he thought I can't be singing love songs in stadiums. So he kind of decided to increase the sound. Billie Eilish won four with her debut album When We All When We Are All. When we all fall asleep, where do we go? Her next album, Happier Than Ever, takes a total detour into like bossa nova and grunge. It's much edgier. And Stevie Wonder won album of the year for three consecutive releases and then went on to put out his magnus opus, Capturing Wonder, which includes songs like Sir Duke and Isn't She Lovely. Fascinating, I thought, you know. 
Yeah, it is very interesting. Mad, isn't it? I suppose it's about confidence too. Like, you know, if you've been yeah. given the nod, you kind of have the balls to go and maybe change it up a little bit. Like, whereas other people are kind of still, you know, aspiring for it or whatever. So it's very interesting. When you think yeah. about those people, though, that yes. don't win, they're still brilliant, you know, and it's a shame yeah. that they don't have the confidence to try something different in order to win. But I suppose maybe you need to get That's to a certain to do point. That is to do like record companies and all that too, though. Do you know, like how much are they going to back yeah. you with something completely different? Whereas if you have a Grammy in your pocket, they'll probably back you more, you know, and accept yeah. that you want to do something different. A lot of that is politics as well, I'd say, and money, mm. obviously, of course. But very interesting. Very, very interesting. Mm. Now, must there say. You go. There you that's go. A good, that's a good one to bring up, you know, around the table in the pub when you're having a few drinks. Like, did you know uh, did this you about know? the Grammys? <laughs> maybe we should change the format of the podcast. Did you water, know? Water cooler uh, moment there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so there you go. We are back. That was five things you need to know, folks. Um, we will be back again next week normal service has resumed we hope and uh, good luck to Kerry and the All-Ireland final at the weekend we'll be out watching it and shouting there'll be plastic paddy syndrome over here in Edinburgh but um, yep looking forward to that match and uh, enjoy anyone that's going and stuff so yeah and just actually before we finish I would just like to say again a big thanks to my bridal party mm. of uh, my dearest sister and uh, my dearest friends Elaine and Aoife because they uh, I wanted to say at the start and got distracted mm-hmm. but you were just amazing and such great friends and great fellow strong women Aww. and we had a great time and I love you dearly so thanks so Aww. much again for the last few weeks it was really meant the world to me so oh you're so love welcome. you dearly sister you're so <laughs> welcome Nicola it was wonderful all of it it was just magical. It was brilliant. We had a great time. Aww. So thank you for, for making us part of it so so directly. So yeah. Let's um, be back. Trying back not to get depressed that it's all over. <laughs> I know. Or at least, you know, it's, it's great true. because the weather's been good and all that stuff, you know, like there's other stuff yeah, going it's on. Weird. So. It's like summer's mm-hmm. only starting for us because we had this yeah. thing kind of there, you know, to kind of focus mm-hmm. on and now it's kind of like, whoa, there's only five weeks left of the yeah. summer. So yeah. it's like we've we've I've something on every weekend mm-hmm. for the next five weeks or something. So busy, it's great. Busy. No complaints there. Busy, busy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Congratulations to you and Gerardo again and me have a long and Thank happy you. life together. Um uh, and Lily, her new stepmom. That was one of the gags in the speech that uh, Nicola doesn't turn into the evil stepmom because she loves Disney so much. So uh, I'm sure you won't. <laughs> Unless something goes drastically wrong. <laughs> okay. All right, guys. All right, good listeners. Uh, hope we haven't bored you to death with non Fox or Swive chat today, but we will be back next week. And uh, yeah, take care in the meantime. Wear sunscreen. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Bye.